Hey everybody, this is Sandra. Welcome to show 26 of Toon Talks Podcast. Thank you for sticking with the show over the extended break. It wasn't exactly intentional. Life just happened and I guess I just went with it. But I found myself with some time off now and so I wanted to dig back in and chat with some more incredible animators. And to get us back in the groove, I have Glenn Sylvester. Now a bunch of people have recommended that I chat with Glenn. He's been in the industry since 1985. So he has a ton of experience to dig through. He started out in the industry working on TV shows that I watched and loved as a child. The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin and The Raccoons. He later went into movies working on American Tale, Fern Gully, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, Storks, he was a lead on Green Lantern, Oz the Great and Powerful, Smurfs 2 and 3, Hotel Transylvania 2. The list goes on and on and on. I worked with Glenn on Hotel Transylvania 2 and I discovered how wonderfully supportive and patient he is. But at the same time, he's probably one of the tougher leads to work under. So I always wanted to work under Glenn because I knew I'd learn a ton. But I only got a chance to work with him briefly on Hotel. Um, and so this time it was a real pleasure to get to chat with him and just gain some more insight from him. So with that, I'll leave you with my conversation about animation with Glenn Sylvester. Um, so do you want to start off and just say about how um, it came about that you decided you wanted to be an animator? I think it was really early in life, like grade five, fifth grade, that I... So I, I forget which Disney film it was, uh, maybe Aristocats, or maybe it was a little, little bit later than that. But mm. yeah, and I thought I wanted, and it wasn't just Warner Brothers, or it was Disney. I wanted yeah. to do Disney animation. Nice. Yeah. And how did your first job come about? I had finished Sheridan, and I hadn't found work, and I did a really artsy fartsy film, and in third year, and I thought, oh, I'm going to go back to school for something else because nobody's <laughs> going to hire me for this artsy-fartsy film. But uh, a friend, Chris Dambois, got a job in Ottawa on the Raccoons, and then he phoned me and said, hey, they're hiring, they need more assistance, so why don't you try there? So I tried, and the guy hiring assistants, the, the guy hiring animators wasn't as interested because he, he saw the film and he's like, he didn't know what to think of it. Yeah. and. Then uh, Roger Way, the other guy who was hiring the assistants, was very artsy-fartsy himself. Nice. He loved the film. <laughs> and he took pity on me and hired me. And then I had to, you know, more or less on the job, I felt, really Learn. come up to the quality of a, a more cartoony style. Yeah. Yeah. How did your interview go? Do you remember it? Yeah. It went, he, he just loved the film. Yeah? Yeah. It's and he said, oh, that's a great film. I need more people like you, I guess. Something <laughs> like that. Awesome. But I think probably everybody else around there would probably would have wanted somebody who was much more cartoony cartoon. style. Yeah. yeah. What was your first shot in the film? Yeah, it was just in betweening on a TV series. So, oh, yeah. TV series, yes, sir. Yeah, so it wasn't really a shot. I, I forget what it was, just one of the raccoons doing something <laughs> and you're just doing the in-betweens. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Was there a particular film um, that you feel is very close to your heart in terms of what you learned from it? With the first job? Than any oh. film. Oh, I think Five O Goes West was where I really kind of came into my own as an animator. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I, I assisted on Roger Rabbit, and then the job came up in Munich. The, it was called The Magic Voyage. It was a really bad film. <laughs> but it was great being in Munich. Yeah. Uh, my animator on Roger Rabbit, Phil Niblink, went there. He was going to be directing, and then... We got there, they had hired, they were going to hire a whole bunch of the animators from Roger Rabbit. Mm. And I was going over as an assistant to continue assisting. Oh, Hi. sorry. Sorry. Right. 
Phil Nibley called you guys over? Yeah, Phil Nibley brought me over, and then the animators didn't show up. They had all been taken off. The Dis they all Disney hired them instead to go oh. to LA to work on, uh, I think, uh, Ariel. The, mm. uh, which one? Uh, Mermaid. Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Mermaid. So they all got hired to go to Little Mermaid, and. Phil was stuck in Munich without any animators, so he, he just tried us all out as animators. Yeah. Nice. There's a point on Roger Rabbit, I mentioned this to a few people, is there's this point where Roger gets thrown into this truck and, yeah. and, and there was, his bow tie was sticking. It was like, it had hitches in it. Mm. And Phil asked me, this, he said, oh, can you fix that bow tie? I got time, he was busy. And I said, sure. And so I was doing this big long timing chart, trying to figure out where the halfway point was, and mm. doing all this very scientific kind of thing. And, and Phil looked over at me and says, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm you know, very scientific. I'm filling out, <laughs> I'm figuring out. He says, no, 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 just put, put the drawings down and turn the light on. You'll see where it's sticking. And it's like, I remember because at Sheridan, there was an old, old Scottish teacher, Jim McCauley, who always said, timing's in your blood, Mark. It's in your <laughs> blood. Oh, God, what if this isn't in my blood, right? What if you don't have this yeah. thing? And suddenly it, it just appeared to me that it's physical. It's a physical space. Mm. The timing is space. It's, it's, whether it's coming forward or side to side, yeah. it's all in the spacing. And for some reason, everything clicked at that point. Something really clicked with me, and I had the, the, one of those aha moments. And yeah. from after that, I, my timing blossomed. So. Yeah. Yeah. You were saying how um, you came into your own and Bible Goes West. Yeah, and then I worked in Munich for about a year as an animator, and I was learning a lot under Phil and, mm. and some of the other people there. And then they hired me on Five Will Goes West. That was the film that made me want to be an animator. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there was so much talent there, so many great people that went on to be you know, yeah. majors so, in the industry and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have a favorite director that you worked for? Uh, Our supervisor? I, I really liked Rob Coleman. He was my first CG supervisor mm -hmm. at, on, on Men in Black. Mm. Yeah. And what, is it just because he helped you with the transition? He helped me with the transition and had faith in me. And, yeah. you know, that's, like always that, that, that's always good. Yeah. <laughs> I think Phil and Simon on, on Five O Goes West as well. Mm -hmm. You know, for that first real stepping stone onto a, like a real kind of yeah, real feature. real feature, yeah. you know, because yeah. the one in Munich was it was pretty messy, the production and stuff. But yeah, okay. I want to know what it was like to work with Richard Williams. Did you work very closely? With I him? didn't know on Roger Rapp. Oh, I was right outside the office at one point. Yeah, yeah. and no, he was around. I mean, he. He had more to do with the animators, and yeah. he would bring them in. Like once in a while, you had to be there if your animator was showing something mm -hmm. to him. Then you'd be kind of on the periphery, kind of listening in and stuff. But <laughs> nice. As long as you were passionate, he he was great. Yeah. If you phoned it in, he got really upset, and he's like, "What are you doing here? Why are you an animator? Why do you want to do this? If wow. you're just phoning it in, yeah. he wants nothing to do with you." So yeah. Was it good? Yeah. yeah, but as long as you cared and you were trying and he saw that, yeah. he was fine. That's good. It's a bit like Chuck Emmons. Yeah? Well, yeah. maybe <laughs> when I first got there, Chuck was there. Yeah. Yeah. So he probably, you know. Yeah. When I'm, what makes a peel and a pose for you? A peel and a pose? Yeah. Oh. That's the intuitive stuff that's hard <laughs> to, to describe. Describe. Hard to describe of, yeah, like yeah. the... 
it's everything you learn, the, the straights versus curves, the, the, the overall. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know how to describe it. It's one of those things where it's very intuitive when you're drawing it and, mm. you know. John Vassal, when I was sitting down with him, with, he was helping me out with one of my shots and he would just talk about directionality, yeah. you know, making, what is it, tilt, rhythm and twist? When um, Glenn Keen would always talk about, okay. you know, twisting the body one way to the He was on Tangled, right, John? Yeah. So yeah, he probably learned a lot so, from Glenn Keen so. on that, yeah. And what about I, then, oh sorry, I, go ahead. No, I just found that I was very good at action. I guess my timing, but I always struggled with draftsmanship, so they always put me on action shots, lots of action and stuff, so I didn't get as much acting and stuff and interposing yeah. and, mm. and facial animation until later, so. Then what makes it appeal in the timing and in the animation and the movement of it for you? Uh, contrast, right? Contrast. Yeah. Very yeah, that one thing might be moving faster while another thing's moving slower, and, and yeah. those contrasts make things come alive. Phil taught me different things, like uh, he had learned under the final uh, nine old men that were still at Disney. He got hired in the 70s and all the nine old men were still there, so he was taught a lot of stuff by them, Frank Thomas and Milt Call. Milt taught him this thing about like a repetitive action mm. is not distracting to the eye. So if you watch Milt Call stuff, you'll see a lot of these repetitive actions. Mm. While well, the head's just talking, so you can keep something alive with a repetitive action, but it's not distracting, so yeah. he does that a lot. So little things like that, little pick, little tips I get. Yeah. From, yeah. What advice do you have for coming up with interesting and unique ideas? Uh, just look at stuff other than animation. Yeah? Yeah. Just movies watch like. movies, watch actors, watch people in cafes, watch, yeah. watch little kids doing stuff natural. Look, yeah. Just look, don't look at what other people are doing. <laughs> yeah. That's always hard to yeah. not look at animation. No, I know. Do. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember in high school I was in arts art class and you know the teacher had us out. There's an orchard next to the school and he had us drawing the the, the negative space between the leaves because mm. he said that in in nature you'll find the most interesting shapes. And it's usually in negative spaces. So yeah. he had us doing this. Now, I was in high school. I wanted to draw flames on cars or something. You know. <laughs> yeah. But he had us, and then, and I didn't do well in his class. But it's like later you're like, ah, he was right. You know? Yeah, it's true. I'm only starting to. I think it was when I was at a hotel maybe that I started to understand visual language. What yeah. my, you know, what I was learning in college. But back then I was like, what the hell are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in an article that you have an intuitive, a counterintuitive style of working. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you could talk about your workflow. Uh, it's messy. I do a <laughs> lot of just lines and scratches that don't make a lot of sense to people. And I'm just thinking about the forces and You mean stuff in, like that. in drawing like or in CG? In drawing and in CG. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I remember that somebody at Leica said that, you know, you, you, you wonder what the hell he's up to. And then suddenly, like, Oh, it's great! Wow, you know, you're kind of shocked, and so. Do you have any like? I think it's just because I'm I'm trying to find poses. I'm trying to work through the poses, mm -hmm. and then I'm not worried about the interpolation, especially mm -hmm. CG, mm -hmm. and so things will look kind of off and stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I remember in Richard Williams' book, he talks about the first pass is just getting your main poses, mm -hmm. getting your the beats, the the phrasing, and then you go in, you do a breakdown pass. So I would work the same way in CD, and I didn't sweat the arcs until the very end either. So, 
And that's kind of his method, so. Do you have? And I just came about that. Like when I started in CG at ILM, they had this layering approach where you would do the torso moving, then you would do the legs, then you'd do the arms moving, and then you'd have keys all over the place, and it was really hard to edit and change. And then I got back to Toronto, I was working on a different CG show, and uh, the person next to me said, you're you're a 2D animator, why aren't you working in posing? And I said, well, at ILM I was taught this, and he said, no, no, just save everything on the same frame and, and yeah. pose it out like you would in 2D. And I was like, and suddenly I was like twice as fast. Mm. Do you have um, a different workflow for doing cartoony animation versus like VFX shows or is it all the same for you? Because I find I'm I've, getting a note that my work is pose to pose in VFX. Well, okay. to pose, right? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're looking for the arcs and they want everything, the natural over, overlaps mm. and stuff like that, mm. yeah. So do you think you have a different workflow, or is it I think when I'm just doing VFX work, I just know to, to, to add all that in and yeah. think about that a lot more. Keep it going. Yeah. Is there somewhere that you have, like, a blocking pass and then your breakdown pass and, and so on? Do you have those separate that you can put up online or something? Oh, that you can have a look at? I don't know. No, not really, no. Everything's <laughs> been... I haven't it's really worked at home, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a pain. We, I, I do have my at home now, so I've been planning to get back to it. So. Mm. Do you use reference, video reference? Yeah. How do you break it down? What are you looking for in the video? I'm looking reference? for the main, like, if you, it's that, the, what the key pose is. What, if, if you remove that key pose, mm. that action won't make, make sense. Make sense. Mm. It'll really change that action, mm. so. And then the breakdown is what you need to, to maybe arc between things, mm. and yeah. Yeah. In the preparation for a shot, what kind of questions do you ask yourself before you begin? Well, how does it fit in? Usually that's one of the first things I want yeah. to see the whole sequence, how is it going to fit in? And in a way, what, what's the minimum I need mm. to get this, to sell this? You know, Because mm. I find often that, especially with students now, that people are adding too many poses. You know, they're, they're like articulating every frame. And, Every, every syllable of a dialogue they're doing a new <laughs> pose for, and it just, it, yeah, it you crazy. know. I'm always paring it down, getting them to remove stuff and try and work out of this pose, mm -hmm. just working out of a pose, like make it a really strong pose and just work out of it rather than adding more poses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are the three most important things you've done to get yourself where you are today? <laughs> I don't know. Work hard, learn. Learn, uh, persevere, I guess. Yeah. Perseverance is a big one. Perseverance is really big, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, there's been some dark days where you're like, you know, you're in the middle of a shot and you, how am I ever going to get this done? And, you know. Yeah. I wanted to ask you that. Um, was there ever a film or a shot where you felt like you just weren't, you just couldn't get it either? A shot that you just kept running? Like ran in circles or yeah, I think on like Ghostbusters there was the one where the the big tall guy was walking in and and I tried I think fifteen different versions with that and the effect soup and director weren't happy with it and so I just we gave it to Derek Esparza to do and he got it done right away. And it's like <laughs> yeah, okay, but yeah, you just you're trying different things, different thoughts, and and 
you know, maybe in the end, what, what he did was more like what I did in the beginning, but by yeah, the time you're yeah. 15 yeah. versions into it, you're like, you're you kind of lost, right? Yeah. 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 So that happens. On Oz, I think there was this one shot I was doing where they're all in the bubble and it's everything CG and it's this big long shot. And I think we'd done multiple versions of it and we'd sent them to client and then they came back and said, oh, We've been working on the music. We haven't really been paying attention to what you've been doing there. Oh, it should be completely different. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And that's after, you know, like, we spent the budget on that mm -hmm. shot. Mm -hmm. we, can, we don't have, you know, more budget for this. But it's like, they're saying, oh, we got to do it. So, okay, yeah. we do it. And for a younger animator, when they're in that moment where they just wanting a tailspin, what can they do to keep their sanity and keep their confidence in themselves? Because I've seen That's it happen hard, to some people it? where yeah, no, they they, they have just really lose bad experience themselves and they can't get a next job. But and it's not that they can't be true to their talent; it's their confidence. It's just been it's been shattered. Out, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just I guess having that belief outside, having maybe people outside of that situation who have their confidence in you and. I don't. I think for myself, when I see anim, young animators going through that, I'm trying to reassure them that mm. you know this is just a bad experience. Don't don't give up. Or, you yeah. know. And I try to give them something else after to yeah. help rebuild them. So. Yeah, that's good. I remember you used yeah. to send me notes when I was working on Drax Cape with you. Oh, just yeah. Every now and then you would send me a message saying, Sandra, I know you're stressed now. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult. Everybody it's finds difficult. the cape difficult. Yeah. And 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 just the the. Like that's that was an eye opener for me. Going to Sony was all the tweakets and all yeah. the, the the deformations you made as an animator. Yeah. Uh, on Cloudy, uh, I would you know, I was in Albuquerque. There was this forty-five second delay between like, like when you when you sent a message oh. and when they would when you would hear the response. It was yeah. a forty-five second delay. So you're you don't know you don't know like yeah. yeah. And, and there was only one other person there on Cloudy who could help us, but he was animator and he had his quota and he, you know, he felt bad for asking him. And, yeah, yeah. and I sat away from him, and so he had to get up and come over to my <laughs> desk. And so, you know, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> and learning all this from afar and not really understanding it and yeah. having never really done much modeling yeah. before. Yeah, same as me. Suddenly you're, you're, you're doing all this modeling and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, it's kind of after Cloudy, I learned a lot more when I was on the VFX shows after, on, on Cats yeah. and Dogs 2 and, and Zookeeper, I started learning a lot more of the tools. And, yeah. yeah. I still have a lot of friends that are coming into Sony and they're not so, they're just not used to the technology yeah. out there. Yeah. And I know like every studio has their own pipeline and stuff like that, but what advice do you have for people who are, I don't want to say our age, but I'm a little bit older too, and going into like a more technical role and you know, you're older and you don't want to be like stupid. But you no, can ask, ask questions. Ask questions, yeah. yeah no, there's, there'll be somebody, like, uh, there's people sympathetic at, at yeah. Sony. There's some that aren't, but mm -hmm. most people are. Yeah. Yeah. How did you land your first role as a lead? Oh. I think I went straight from ILM as an animator to, I've been, I don't know if you want to call assistant director mm -hmm. when I was a lead. But I went from kind of animator to assistant director like on, jump, right? on Magic School Bus. That would be supervisor, no? Yeah, when, my first supervising gig was overseas in Korea doing like Wish Kid and, and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures for Deke. And then 
a few years later, I went for Nelvana and I worked on Magic School Bus in Korea. And then they had me come back to Toronto because mm. I was wanting to move back to, to Canada. I'd been in the UK, based in the UK for about seven years, and I was moving back to, to Canada. So yes. I was an assistant director there for two and a half seasons on Magic School Bus. And then ILM hired me. So I went. Yeah. And then from ILM, I went back to Nelvana and I was directing 2D series, two, two seasons of different things. So. Nice. What advice do you have for people coming into a lead role, starting out? Uh, it's a lot of soft skills, right? Soft skills? So, uh, people soft skills. skills. Oh. People skills are, yeah. you know, like, are just as important as your technical skills. Mm -hmm. You know, in some ways they're more important. It's keeping the team motivated okay. and, and not, you know, not being a tyrant. <laughs> you because know? I've worked for, with tyrants, and I don't, I don't respond well to tyrants. Mm. I know other people who, I think one of the leads at Sony, I'll remain nameless. It's not negative, but just uh, he said, I, I get motivated when I get when somebody's hard on me. I think you should be hard on people. And and, and I was like, that's nice, but not everybody responds well. Yeah. It's like you're responding really well to that. Huh? Yeah. I don't. I don't. No. I mean, to a degree, um, you know, not, not letting my shot go. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Um, but if I'm on it for a month, then I feel pressure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. It's like it's yeah. okay. You'll get there. You know. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> yeah. No. So, uh, I getting into a lead role is just work on, you know, people skills. People skills and it's hard because you have to be one foot in production and one foot in creative. You know, that's what kind of things are leads privy to that animators aren't? Not to? not a lot, just scheduling stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's mostly just all the scheduling and things Boring like that. Stuff? A lot of it, yeah. <laughs> you know, some casting stuff that you you know you have to talk about casting, and you know sometimes the animation director won't want a certain person on a certain shot, or yeah, you know, and you've got to say no, I think they can handle it, or not, or yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask like about that, about, so. about the casting process and. How it's decided who gets what? Do you try to give? I try to give people chances on every mm -hmm. film I've worked on. I've tried to give little, you know, nuggets to the juniors to mm -hmm. help them along and stuff. And yeah. yeah, that's good. And I've I've always, like on Oz, I did a lot of me and Craig McPherson did a lot of the mocap cleanup ourselves mm -hmm. because, it, you know, I wasn't looking to build my reel. I had one that one big shot, which was fine, but so I was just I I wanted to take that work on so we didn't have to give it to the animators. Yeah, well, that's nice of you. Yeah, so, <laughs> and I've always done a lot more, like just at Sony I was always doing a lot more of the fixes and this and that rather than shots just to free that up. And I need, I, I need focus time to do a shot anyways. Mm -hmm. I, you know, you're, you're working for maybe an hour and you're called to something, yeah. you, you have to answer something and yeah, so yeah, it's, tough as it it's hard to really concentrate and I find yeah, I need like hours to concentrate on the film. And that's when I, I'm kind of my happiest is when I have hours and I'm just animating. I remember we were, we were, I was sitting in on the Harmony class at CAP, one of the people from DHX teaching Harmony, and I, he, we just, he got into the animation thing and I was just animating and I was yeah. having so much fun and he came by, wow, that, you really caught on. I said, wow, <laughs> this is fun, I'm animating. Yeah. You know, and nobody's asking me anything. I just yeah. get to sit and animate, so. Nice. Yeah. Are you gonna do anything yourself while you're at home now? Yeah, I hope so. I've got a couple of things I want to do, and I have got software now, so yeah. nice. Lots of 
2D software, and we've got Maya at home now, so yeah. That's good. Well, are they short films or are they? One's a kind of a feature thing I've been having in the back of my head for years. So, mm. Yeah. That's good. I even got a friend to do some drawings years ago, and I never continued with it, but no. Yeah. Maybe you get some more time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> No, 70-hour weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there was that one period of being between the end of Oz and then Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think. I had like three, four weeks off, but I, it was like 18 months of six-day weeks. Yeah, yeah. You can't do anything. And you're just, at the end of it, you're, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're just burned out. Your brain is fried. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how do you deal with burnout? I was gonna say, and then on top of that, when you have when you're in crunch and you just can't do anymore, you just lost. You have to re re uh, rely on your knowledge, yeah. and just it's kind of like rote knowledge. Mm. Like okay, uh, a character should be doing this. Yeah. You know, you're not as maybe you're not as passionate. You're not thinking yeah. about other possibilities. You're mm -hmm. just trying to get that thing done yeah. to their satisfaction. Yeah. You're not worrying about what you think of it, which is kind of sad. Because mm -hmm. you should do things for yourself. Mm -hmm. like what, what makes you happy with this shot? Yeah. Right? That's Good. the goal. That's the goal, the ultimate goal. But yeah. And what about creative blocks? How do you break through? Uh, walks. Yeah. yeah. Walks. Yeah, I used to always go for walks at lunch and stuff and mm. just and I usually think of something when I'm on a walk or away from it. The best thing is to get away from it, is just to forget about it. Yeah. That's so many people <laughs> say and I think that's been studied and stuff, is that you need to just clear your head and and sometimes I'll go on to a different shot. I'll do mm. another task and come back to this because I'm blocked on this shot. I don't know what I want to do here. I've got the answer so and it's funny, sometimes I feel like that this um, uh, th this pose, the pose of whatever I'm in is wrong, and it looks wrong, and it's not right for this shot. Mm -hmm. And you know it, but you can't think of how to fix it or yeah. what the change needs to be. And so, yeah, I go away and then come back, and I'll think of something, or doodle, or just, yeah. 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 The same with me, it always seems like if I'm, I'm in a shower or something like that, I'm in bed reading a book, and it's yeah. like, oh. That's it. That's and then, what it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> yeah. But that's it, yeah. Well, what is it that you love so much about animation that keeps you doing it? It's, it's fun. It really, I really enjoy the, the, not as much, maybe not the process, but the results or just yeah. when you see your stuff and everybody's like, wow, you did that. And you know, you're, sometimes you surprise yourself. You know, yeah. like some of the stuff I did on Five O, like the uh, the dancing buffalo bones shot. Oh my God, that's yeah, cool. yeah. So it was like you know that was my big kind of you know yeah. big shot on that film, and yeah, it was real fun and working out the dance poses with Phil and mm -hmm. working through the whole thing and looking at some old Gene Kelly stuff and yeah, nice. yeah, that's cool. Um, what advice do you have for longevity in the industry? Face yourself. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Staying relevant as well. Be kind. Yeah. Be kind to people. You know, there's a lot of people I know. There's a few people I know who are finding it hard to get work now mm. because they've been assholes. Mm. And you know, either I guess I don't know how to have a long career and be an asshole. <laughs> 
you know? It's tough. If you're hiring, would you take personality over talent? Uh, depends. I think you can get both. You can get a good personality mm -hmm. with the talent. Mm -hmm. So that's been, you know, maybe in certain situations it's hard. Yeah. So you might just have to bite it. And But it brings down the crew so much when one person's really mean-spirited and, yeah. and, you know, like crapping on everybody around them. Like, I, there can only be one. I am the master. There can only be one yeah. animator. And you are yeah. all crap and I am the best. And, yeah. Uh, that just brings everybody down. You want people around who are going to help. And, yeah. You know, you want them to share what they know. Right? Yeah, of course. Um, what is the biggest issue holding an young animators back these days? And what do you feel is the biggest problem that they're facing in the industry? Probably, I don't know, maybe there's just a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of schools, a lot of people being pumped out into the industry and maybe to give it false hope about what it takes, yeah. you know, like, so I think that might be one of the hardest things. But, I mean, the talent will show through in time. And, and if, if the first thing doesn't work out, don't worry about it. If you have the talent, the second thing will. Or so, you know, yeah. don't fret too much. Cesar and I were talking over the weekend about how you're not taught in college about wage negotiations. No. And usually when you start at the studio, you go in pretty low on your yeah. wage. And if you want to stay at that studio, it's really hard yeah, to... You have to zigzag. Yeah, it's really to hard zigzag. to come up. That's the yeah. only way out of it. Gen no... Generally, yeah, you, you zigzag to a different company to get experience you can't get. And it's, I always say follow what you want to do. If you, if, if you want to animate and they're offering you layout, but it's a job. Mm -hmm. So you take the layout job. On the side, you keep do, doing your animation, getting better at animating, and then as soon as you get the animation job, you go. Yeah. Even if that company's not gonna give you the animation job, you go to another company. Yeah. It's just, and, and as a lead who's lost people to other companies, I understand that they're not getting... What they need. Like, I, 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 a couple people, one's animation supervisor at NPC now, Wesley Chandler, he wanted to be a lead. And, it wasn't happening at Sony at the at that time, so he left. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I understood. I understood why he left, and it, um, but, you know, you wish him well, because yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, what is the greatest piece of advice anybody ever gave you, and who is it from? Oh, I don't know. It could be from your mom as well. <laughs> yeah, no. I just uh, yeah that the. Uh, Advice. I don't know if there's one greatest or. Yeah. Um, there's something in there. I always uh, remember uh, when I was in London, there was a guy who had all these uh, mythology things, the Joseph Campbell stuff, and he said, follow your bliss, right? Yeah. So that was kind of the thing. You know, it kind of made sense to what I love to do was animate. So, and where I would, I remember on 5 one time I was drawing and I got busy and I, I just I would have a CD playing and I would just replay it because I didn't have time to change it I was just <laughs> in the zone so I just played the same CD and I woke up one evening at around 8 p.m. it was in the summer so it was still bright out and I was like oh where's everybody <laughs> and they'd all gone and I was still in I was so into what I was doing yeah. and I sat down after lunch and I was still there at 8 p.m. That's amazing. What show was that? Uh, Do you remember? 
Not sure. It might have been on We're Back or, yeah, We're Back. Some of the stuff where the dinosaurs are pulling down, uh, they're pulling down, there's a, a, a loader going in and Rex mm -hmm. is being pulled into the water and stuff. And oh, yeah. These dinosaurs scramble all over each other to pull it down. And, yeah, so. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of those action shots that mm -hmm. I always got. So. And I did well at. Mm -hmm. And I remember Simon Wells on Five Ogos West, there was this one shot where the mice are all running, it's the cat attack at the beginning, and there's, there's all these mice, there's about probably 30 or 40, and they're all on one level. One piece of paper? One piece of paper. I animated and, and Oh, good Lord. And I animated all these mice on one level doing this thing, and he, was, he, was a, he said, that's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> How did you animate that? Is I, I, shape? I did. I did. I thought of it like a stream, right? Because the slowest ones I did first, and I got the timing right on the slowest ones. A lot of them are just kind of running, and they're making a path through. Mm -hmm. So you, those are like just you're streaming mice, and they're just on a cycle, right? Yeah. It just hands out, feet going, cycle, cycle through, and the, you have to think of the other ones as the rocks in the streams, and the slower ones. So you animate those first, and then you did the other ones, and then. It just kind of worked out, so <laughs> it wasn't great for the assistant, though, because <laughs> they get quota per drawing, yeah, and they're kind of stuck on that. Like then on We're Back, we started doing digital, and so we could break off into multi like before. Like I'm not sure if people know, but you could only have six levels, right? Oh yeah, well you couldn't fit yeah, six cells. You couldn't have, yeah. and it wasn't just that; it's that it would get too gray. Oh, yeah, the background yeah, you would, would gray out, it, right? Yeah. So. So, and you, had, you could never pop a character more than two levels in one frame. You oh, had to pop them down, oh, like if they're going from the top frame to the bottom, oh, okay. like behind you characters. had to pop them, pop them down over like a, a number of frames. You couldn't have them jump one, because the color would change oh. in one frame. So suddenly, and then suddenly on We're Back, it was all open because it was all digital. Yeah. And so the assistants were, oh, can I break this off into an, another level? They were getting quota per yeah, drawing, yeah. so, and there was bonuses for drawings and stuff. So suddenly they were, hey, <laughs> why, why are they paying out all these bonuses to all these? Uh, yeah, and the animators, we we didn't care if they broke it off into another level. It didn't matter to us, but mm -hmm. it, it mattered to production. And we, oh shit, oops, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What was the trickiest shot for you? Maybe one from two D and one from CG. <clears throat> I think I think there's one on We're Back where I had these policemen, Woog was running towards camera, the, the Triceratops and mm -hmm. police cars, and then these policemen jumping out of the way. And, oh, for the life of me, uh, Simon just had me redo these. <laughs> the jumping these police <laughs> jumping all the time. And it's just, it's one of those shots, like the feet, like yeah. you were saying, the, this, this close up of feet or something. It's like, it, it can't be this hard to do a policeman jumping, yeah. right? So, yeah. It's always those shots you think are going to be easy, but they're not. Yeah. And they're not, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, in CG. I had trouble with that, that shot in uh, Hotel T2, that first one I did where Frank, like. Uh, Remind me? Where Drac goes, what? You know, that one? Where. Frank goes, comes forward and is, is talking to him. Oh, I forget. Oh, it, at the start? Yeah, at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, I just, because I was, it, Gendy's style was so new to me. And, yeah. and I had been, I've been doing VFX for 
five years, and then suddenly to be back on cartoony stuff and and trying to relearn those those yeah those, that style that the, the language mm -hmm. the visual language of cartoony yeah stuff. <laughs> I think and then that Oz shot I think was really long. The one with the bubbles. The one with the bubbles, but and that was just in the end it looked fine. It just it was just all the iterations and yeah. yeah. It can really break you, and then those shots that look so simple. And, and that was we were working native three D there, like native stereo. So we had to output stereo, play blasts and stuff. I don't understand. The three D we had to do. So we had the double cameras and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we we, if you wanted to show Sam Raimi on a Thursday, mm -hmm. they would take it on Wednesday at two p.m. If you, if they were going to look at it a Thursday, yeah. you had to have it ready by Wednesday at two p.m. Mm -hmm. In order to render it, you have to start the render Tuesday evening. Oh, God. <laughs> and then if something went wrong with the render, you weren't showing Thursday, you'd be showing Friday. And hope. And then if, if the Adam Soup saw something wrong in it and didn't want to present it, then you'd yeah. go through those iterations. So there's all this, like, oh. <laughs> it's just nuts. So. And then you're there till 10 every evening for the last three months or four months. It was from Labor Day through to Christmas. We were working every Saturday. and. 10 hour days, 12 hour days, till 10 p.m. every night. And so you'd get home. I remember I would see my daughter on Sunday and then I'd see her on Saturday again. Because um, I would be gone before she got up and she'd be in bed by the time I got home. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many divorces in this industry. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. My wife worked at Tippett um, as an animator. She was an nice. animator, so she understood the hours. Yeah. I remember being at a uh, restaurant in Toronto. We went for lunch, a bunch of us from what's what is now called Jamfield. It was ARC, it was DHX, mm. it was or I forget what the acronym. But anyways, we went for lunch, a bunch of animators, modelers and stuff, and the waitress said, oh, you're animators. My ex-husband is an animator. <laughs> he stayed at work till 12 every night. <laughs> and she started laying yeah. into us. And I was like, oh, jeez, you know? I yeah. said, you know, well... No, we don't do that. Right. Yeah, but I guess her husband yeah. worked crazy hours, and and you know I don't know why. How it's a partnership marriage. You can't do that to your partner. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Sergio Pavos who said to me, "Well, life is life, and work is work." Yeah. You know, and you can take some. You know. Yeah. You can put some time. I remember. Work, yeah, one of the animators on Oz, and he went to his daughter's. Christmas recital thing mm. or holiday recital, and I'd skip my I'd skip my daughters, and he said, "Why'd you do that? You know, that's not going to happen again." Yeah. yeah. Just tell them no. Yeah. But it, you're a lead, and you're like, "Oh, I can't leave the troops. I can't leave everybody for just to go to this recital thing, yeah. right?" But in the end, he's kind of right. You have to. Do these things because yeah, your family is more important. They're going to be around when this job's gone. Yeah. They're going to be supporting you for the rest, supporting you, maybe materially, but at least <laughs> spiritually and yeah. everything the rest of your life, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Work can't be the only thing going on. Get no. miserable. No. Yeah. For sure. I was curious when you came into CG animation. How did you? Is it? Do you just look at it visually as a two D image, or can you read the graph? Ah, that, Do you see the space that was hard at first, and I was doing a lot of problems with Z, Z, going Z, yeah. Z depth and stuff, and because everything, yeah, it's 2D. I was mm. looking at a 2D shape, and I wasn't looking at it 3D enough. Yeah. 
stuff. But uh, I did well enough at it that at ILM they took us, a, f a few of us, and James Tooley, one of the like more, uh, he was a lead or CG soup there, or animation soup. Mm -hmm. And he sat us down and he taught us about three space. He gave us like a couple of day workshop on three space and how it works. And, and so, so, suddenly something clicked. Something mm -hmm. clicked about that there's a world center and everything's relative to that world center. And the, the normals face away from the, from, the, from the vertices and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, it's all relative. Everything's relative to everything. You just have to kind of understand that how the whole space worked. And mm. For some reason, it clicked with me. That's good. Yeah, and other people I know, like uh, we had uh, Jacques Muller come in. He was, you know, he'd been on Roger Rabbit, he'd been at Disney, everything. Came into ILM and he really struggled with the 2D mm. or 3D. Okay. He had a lot of trouble getting his head around it, but, you know, they got him to do more design stuff or, yeah. or do drawings for the other animators and yeah. stuff. They still utilize his talents, you know. That's so, good. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite character to get into and which was the trickiest one? I wish that we could have done the Jack and Ben movie of Micah. Yeah. I think that I was, yeah, I, I've been in Toronto for about seven years working all around different things. Worked on the wild. That ended, like, core just laid everybody off because they didn't have another project. And then I went to work on Yankee Irving, and then, but the job at Leica came up. And, you know, it sounded so promising at first, like, Jorn Klubian was the director, and, and he had a really neat old 1950s or 40s, more like an old Daffy Duck style, yeah. like the early early days of Warner's yeah. style to it. And, and, you know, they were giving him the time and space to, to try and build out the, mm -hmm. the whole show nice. and we we got a lot of time just to do tests we got different voices they were trying thinking about different voice actors so mm -hmm. we just did tests animation tests and it was really fun to, to work on that stuff yeah nice and creative yeah what was the toughest one the toughest character for you I think I think on Balto I struggled with the with the, the dogs and stuff. It wasn't it wasn't the physical I can deal with the walking and stuff, but just the stylistically. Mm. Yeah. Because every everything was a little bit different. Like Nicola Marley did the those polar bears and they were very loose and and then Boris the Goose was you could feel these three dimensions of Christoph Saran and then Balta was a bit more square and designy. So everything was a little bit, and then Steel was a little bit different. Every all the different characters were a little bit different. So it's like, <laughs> wh which which one do I fit into? And, you yeah. know. So I struggled with that. I think that's where the you had to have the draftsmanship to mm -hmm. get into one of the styles. Yeah. You know? Well, the golden question: of What to you is the secret of animation? What is the secret of it? Yeah. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just the contrast in timing, the, mm. the obs observation. Mm. It's just observing little things, picking up little things. I think that's like, uh, 
I saw this uh, recently, a little short 10-minute documentary on Miyazaki and, he, and talking about how his world, he creates, even though like uh, Spirited Away is a very fantastical world, but you believe it. Yeah. You, you have an interest, like each, each person there is, has, has a job. And so each person in the, in the bathhouse, you, you'd be interested in finding out yeah. their story, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, there's little details that, wow, this is a really neat world. And there was this one where, uh, Chihiro, the girl, mm -hmm. is that her I name? I think so. I think so, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think, anyways, she's, she's putting on her shoes and she's making sure that the, they're snug and stuff and she taps her shoe and before she walks off. And, I think Glenn Keane was talking on this documentary, saying, "Yeah, you could have just put on the shoe and walked." And but but these little things that girl little girls do, making sure their shoes are on and, and snug and tapping mm -hmm. the shoe and then walking off, it made it mm -hmm. much more interesting. So it's those little like observations and little yeah. contrasts and timing and yeah. Who is your hero in animation, and what do you love about his or her work? I I love Miyazaki. I yeah I I I think the breadth of imagination in Miyazaki films they're much more uh, imaginative to me than, than even Pixar films Pixar I don't know if it's a Western thing or something but we're so grounded in uh, Song of the Sea mm. uh, cartoon saloon they're, they're, that's incredible yeah. that's the I think on par with yeah. that like I I love the style I said to do you know Jamie Bolio. Uh, I know the name. I said to her, she after seeing Secret of Kells, I said, if this was what we were working on when we were at Amblin, I would still be 2D animator. Mm. You know, this this is inspiring to me, and I just, the first time I thought I want to go back to 2D <laughs> yeah. is seeing that stuff. So, mm. so and I got to meet Tom at the. Uh, spark last mm. year, so it was really nice to meet him. Yeah, he's yeah. such a genuinely Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of neat. But I think, yeah, Miyazaki, Tom Moore, those. Yeah. yeah. Tom is your hero? Oh, <laughs> Next time he's uh, someone I really look up to. Yeah, yeah I look up to. Well, it's, pro it's probably, he would say, it's not all me, right? Mm. It's not all me. It's yeah, what, of course, absolutely. But he's the driving, one of the driving mm -hmm. forces mm. to what's been created, and that's. And that's the same with Miyazaki. He doesn't do everything. Yeah. He would probably say that there's a lot of people here with me. Yeah. And yeah, he, he's kind of leader of that team that create that. That's all. So, yeah. Tom is always praising the in-betweeners and yeah. the king of artists. He's like, oh, and, and, and like lost, the, you know? the people I've I always felt bad for at Sony were like the the pipeline guys and stuff. Uh -huh. the, the people there that they, how what can they show to their families about, oh, I, I, yeah. fixed, the, I yeah. fixed the technical aspects of this, yeah. and, you know, I always felt that, because they're the unsung heroes yeah. to me, yeah. you know, they helped us out so many times, they saved our asses, oh, yeah, they, over they and over, well. <laughs> you know, and they don't get, the, they don't get any, any of the recognition. So. But they love it just as much as we love animation, yeah. and I remember asking them, yeah. how do you love this, like, do you really, did you want to do this, is this something you want to go yeah. to, like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. would you do that? And they just love figuring stuff out yeah. and you know yeah. puzzles of it, and they get yeah. really excited about it. I don't know how you get excited about this. It's no, no, no. It's problem-solving challenges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, to finish up, I was wondering about your feelings in the industry because you've been through a lot from um, what is it, Roger Rabbit, right yeah. to more modern films, and 
What is your, you know, thoughts about it all, the industry, how it is now versus? I think it it's. I think it's much more course. open now. I think there's more cha- openness for new ideas. I think the internet's really opened up. People can just kind of blog something. They can just put up a film or a style or something and get some interest and create interest, like the, the, the self-funded projects and things like that. I think it's much more, even Netflix is changing the, the, the fabric of Canadian animation in that before you had to go through Teletoon yeah. and, and if they didn't like and it, that, if they didn't like it, you had to go through this committee, and then they had fifty kicks at the can before it got to the audience. And wow. usually, it's so watered down and boring <laughs> by the end of that. That you know, so now Netflix has come in; they've greenlit stuff direct. Mm. They said, "Okay, after three months, three months, they go, and you guys, we we expect you as professionals to come up with it." Yeah, and it's like. Oh, really? Oh. We don't have to do all the committees and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff? So it's great. It's a good time. You know? So, and, yeah, you see lots of stuff online, different styles, and mm-hmm. really some in, some's crap. A lot of it's inspiring, <laughs> right? So, yeah, that's true. It's so. good to hear some positivity, because a lot of people are complaining about that 2D is lost, and 2D is not. 2D is not lost in yeah. Europe. It's yeah. lost in Canada, maybe. But uh, other than TV, there's no feature studios, there's no... F- feature North American. I know Leica's mumbled about it. We'll mm-hmm. see if they come up with anything. Yeah, it's a shame, hey? But, yeah. There's, um, what's his name? The Disney guy, Ken Duncan? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they do mm-hmm. titles and, and whatever's out there that needs doing. And they're very good at it, but mm-hmm. there's no big feature studio. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. But someday. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I remember I was at a barbecue years ago, a friend's son. He'd gone to see Nemo, little, finding Nemo, but he hadn't gone to see Home on the Range. Well, Home on the Range wasn't a, the best film out of Disney, but... Mm. And I asked him, well, why did you go see Nemo and not Home on the Range? He, he said, well, Home on the, 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 Home on the Range is fake. It's for little kids. It's, and, the other, and Nemo's real. <laughs> And it just kind of blew me away. A 14-year-old boy would go see Nemo, but he wouldn't go see the other. And it, to me, they're both animated. Yeah. There's not that kind of difference to them. But to him, in that generation, or that, that mind, learned. yeah, yeah, okay. that it was real. Yeah. So, yeah. So what is weird. studying 2D, like, how does that benefit a CG animator? At Sony or elsewhere? Oh, elsewhere, anywhere. <laughs> well, I think, I think just... just the line of action, you get used mm-hmm. to the thought of line of action a lot sim- quicker in, mm-hmm. in 2D. I think from uh, life drawing or something, like mm-hmm. we're coaching people, like people applying to the university, like more line of action, think about the overlaps and, and get a little bit more, because they're, I think yeah. it's kind of boxy and square. And, yeah. And, you know, just think of like, the whole thing. And, and with the animation students, a lot of times you're just, they're, they're getting weird angles and everything's getting yeah. angular, but it shouldn't be. It should be just yeah. a nice smooth line. And mm. So I think for 2D, and 2D allows you to do stuff right away. It's immediate, right? You can draw the cloth right away. You can, yeah. you, as, as long as you have a little bit of skill, you can get to that pose quicker than all the manipulation and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you still like thumbnail your stuff out? Yeah, always. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I always look for. Yeah, thumbnail something, then I'll go and shoot reference if I need to, mm-hmm. and then 
But I always thumbnail stuff. Yeah, I always have to. You have to. Mm -hmm. To me, like three pre-planning because. Oh yeah. Someone uh, recently, yeah, uh, we had Steve Evangelatus to the college. He's directing at Bardell now, and he's done lots of storyboards. He used to have a company here, Natterjack, and mm -hmm. he talked mm -hmm. about how he doesn't like to sit down until you're ready to draw like the final pose and he thumbnails and he has these little scratches he says no one else I don't want anybody to see them <laughs> nobody else can read them they, they don't mean anything to anybody else but they mean something to me and yeah. he thumbnails out everything and then he he boards it almost final mm. so yeah nice. and what techniques do you have for building up speed uh, uh, just work pose to pose yeah, yeah. think about that I always said get good then get fast. Don't worry about being fast. The speed will come with, with getting better at it. Yeah. Being fast and, and crappy is not going to get you there, <laughs> right? It's just, yeah. I remember that because I went, after Roger Rabbit, I went back to Ottawa and was working on a TV show there and I got a special. And I learned all this stuff from Phil and I was starting to use it and, and stuff, but I was a bit slower than one of the speed demons there. And, and, but the, the producer was so happy with the speed yeah. demon who could do everything, but it wasn't as great. But what I was doing was a little bit more interesting, but it wasn't... Took yeah. a long time. Yeah. Trey, was, Trey Rowan, who I okay. sat beside at work, he's yeah. always telling me, calm down, Sandra, calm down. Yeah. Don't worry about when you show it, just make sure when you show it, it's, it's good. good. He's like, good. And I got... I got tripped up with that too because you get pressured and, oh, yeah. that's got to be done Friday you think and so okay I'll show it and then it's like oh why did I show that <laughs> you know because yeah. it's yeah it's not ready yeah it's true so. and what advice do you have for people like new fresh to the industry and how to I suppose when you come in you get these really there's no simple shot I know this yeah um, but to get you know more demanding shots just do your shots, shots well. Just do your shots do, well. do the, the sh what's your given one? I always I go back to this. James Baxter, his first shot on Roger Rabbit as an animator was the weasel's foot stomping on the gas. And he did such a good mm. job at that. And it's such a nice, well drawn, everything really well done. Yeah. Oh, he got something better the next yeah. time. They tested him on a foot and he didn't take it as a B shot. Yeah. It was an A shot to him. Yeah. And he's, you know, what he's done since, so yeah. I've heard that twice, that same shot from people. Okay. Um, yeah. Not necessarily on the podcast, but I think I heard that on another podcast. Yeah. And there was a shot where, um, in The Incredibles, where this Mirage's hand, her fingers, comes in and presses the keyboard. Okay. And that stuck with me forever. I was like, my God, yeah. that is so beautiful. Yeah. Turned out to be Doug Sweetland. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, just someone who thinks through yeah. every action and what it could be, what yeah. it could possibly be, rather than, I. What, I'll get this done now and get a good shot. Yeah, you know, good one, yeah. yeah. I guess it's the same thing as um, you know, the little girl putting on her shoes. And, and it, yeah, maybe that's what, when I did my first shot, I remember at that crazy place in Munich as, an, as a feature, feature animator, they, there was a, the, the layout director who thought, well, you have the storyboard panel, you do the animation and we'll build the layout around it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, that's not the way to work. So I, he, they gave me this line, and there was these characters walking across like a, a log over a creek or something, mm -hmm. and I just had fun with it, and 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 wow, yeah. the, the, every kind of wow, that looks good. So 
somehow, and that's that, that little switch went off in my head on Roger Rabbit when I was fixing the tie to mm. going back to Ottawa, doing some crazy stuff there on his, that the director loved. Yeah. And then coming to Munich and, yeah. Is there a shot in your career that you would want to redo completely? Yeah, probably a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would so they be? I think the one on, on Hotel T2. The one with the track. The one with track and stuff. I'd love to re... I think I could do much better now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? There's probably a few I'd have to think about. Like, there's stuff that I don't want to show people, yeah. right? I have, I have a six-minute reel that I showed some of the students and stuff. It's when we were leaving Albuquerque and I just kind of threw everything on one mm -hmm. timeline and spit it out just to take a look at it and see what I wanted to show and stuff. So, yeah. There's one shot from Laika I'd love to finish of the bird that I, it's half finished. Mm -hmm. The middle part didn't quite get done. Yeah, so. Oh. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. It's a good long career. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, Aisha should go. Okay. Thanks so much for sitting yeah, here. No, no. I appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Just a couple of footnotes, um, Glenn asked me to mention a couple of things. Firstly, the term he mentioned, phoning it in, that might not have been widely understood, so he later described it to me as not being fully engaged and passionate. And also he said that, looking back on my question about what he would do over if he could, he said the more he thought about it, the more shots that came to mind that he would do over for various reasons. And that's it for now. I am planning on keeping the podcast going more steadily than it has been in the last year. Thank you all again to everyone and anybody who's been listening and keeping an eye on the page and re-listening to the shows. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.